All right, hey guys, we're gonna be uh, doing something a little different today. I'm actually just gonna kind of be uh, talking to you guys about some uh, financial literacy. Uh, these are all based on the experiences that I've had uh, currently as I'm about to graduate school with um, a degree in finance. And I've had a couple years of experience within investing. And so ultimately I just want to try and spread some of the knowledge and, and lessons uh, that I've learned, both good and bad, and ultimately just kind of help maybe answer some questions that you guys uh, might have when it comes to finances. Um, so to start off, I think it's very important to understand the state of economy that we are living in right now. Ultimately, uh, inflation is extremely high and Purchasing power has gone down dramatically and a way that you can see this is, you know, if you ask your parents how much they paid for a cup of coffee back, you know, when they were our age compared to, you know, what you would pay for a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you know, nowadays it's, it's ridiculous how, how much difference I think, you know, my mom would say that she paid, you know, 50 cents for a cup of coffee and now, you know, you're paying almost four or $5, which is ridiculous. And ultimately it should be the opposite way because nowadays with technology and with how much the supply chain has become more efficient, you know, it should be cheaper to produce because we have this technology that allows it to be easier to make um, coffee. So, you know, everything I say throughout this podcast, um, like I said, it's based on my experiences. Some might be right. Some stuff might be wrong, um, but I'm genuinely going off of, you know, my best knowledge and, you know, trying my best to uh, just help you guys when it comes to uh, getting your finances in check. I think that financial independence is one of the most important things that anyone and everyone can achieve. Um, for some, for some, it might be easier based on, you know, your family, where you come from, your community, your environment, and for others, it might be harder. And, you know, it's unfortunate because those are things that we can't control. That's just kind of the, uh, the hand that you know each of us have been dealt but based on you know that hand we we need to adjust and live accordingly to ultimately you know get on track towards living a you know or getting to a, a point of financial independence so the first thing that i think we should cover is is the importance of distinguishing your wants versus your needs i think it's very important to really take some time write down a list you know, meditate on it and figure out what it is that you really need to thrive in this life and what it is that you want. And for me, a majority of my funds go towards food, nutrition. That's the top priority for me. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm eating the highest quality ingredients and making sure that you know I'm I'm feeding my body the nutrients that it needs to thrive and deal with you know the pressures and stresses of life every day. Um, I would say two is whatever I need to spend to be around my family, whether that's gas money, whether that's, um, you know, flights, whether that's, uh, I don't know, you know, paying for a, a night out at dinner or, you know, paying for movies or just anything that, you know, is going to, is going to surround me one with my family, my friends, um, and just people I enjoy being around. I think that that is something that we're really missing out in today's world, especially, you know, during the pandemic, we were, you know, secluded from a lot of the people that we love. So that is something extremely important that I think is is valuable in today's world and that is missed is, 
the value of being around other people. And, and sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't need to spend money to do things like that, you know, or, you know, it might be minimal. Um, but, you know, simple things of just, you know, meeting up at a park or going to play board games or, you know, going to the beach, just things that, you know, are free and ultimately are, are going to help benefit you in the long run. And, and that's the next topic I think is important to touch on is that there are always different ways to, to do the same thing or to, or to accomplish the same goal, you know, whether that's through nutrition or, you know, through spending time with, like, with family and friends, you know, I, I want to comment on the nutrition aspect, you know, you don't have to shop at Whole Foods to be healthy. You don't have to, um, you know, shop at your farmer's market. You don't have to, you know, eat at the best of the best restaurants, whatever the case may be. Like, it's ultimately figuring out the best, I would say, like cost analysis, you know, based on how much money you're spending, the quality of the products you're getting. I mean, I'll tell you guys that I get a majority of my meats from Aldi's as they have a great grass fed selection or even Walmart. Walmart has really good priced, you know, grass fed organic ground beef, um, you know, organic grass fed chuck roast uh, that, you know, are all are all very reasonable. And, you know, a chuck roast will cost you six dollars a pound literally $6 a pound, which is extremely cheap compared to, you know, I don't know, at, at Whole Foods, it, it may cost you, you know, $10 a pound or, or even a better example is at Aldi's, they have $10 a pound ribeyes or New York strips. And at Whole Foods, it's $21, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you're saving almost $11 a pound, which, you know, if, if meat is a primary staple in your diet, in the long run, this is going to save you a bunch of stuff. It's and it's the same example too, if, you know, compared to making your own coffee at home or you know going to Starbucks every day. And yes, you know these things aren't going to make you rich immediately, but in the long run, I think it's it's important to understand the, the compounding effects that that these things can have. So, moving on to I would say or, or commenting on compound interest, I think that. This is a very powerful tool that a lot of people don't realize the effects to what compounding interest can have. And depending on who's listening to this based on your age, the younger you are, the more time that you have to let compound interest do its thing and to help bring you financial independence. And there's a famous saying that money makes money. And the more money that you can save, the more money that that will generate for you. And this can be in in all types of investments it could be you know in real estate having uh, a real estate property that generates income it could be through investment income through having things like bonds or something recently that i've been um kind of trying out is you can actually stake these crypto coins which will give you based on what the coin is a, a different percentage back but some of the ones that i have right now are um usdc which is basically a stable coin which means that it's equal like one-to-one -to, -one to the value of the dollar and by having my money in the stable coin i'm ultimately you know giving uh, i believe it's the exchange or i'm you know like to the coin i'm giving my money to i guess whoever runs that i don't know that that's a little technical that i still haven't under, understood yet but basically I'm loading my money for them to use and i'm getting paid back interest on that money and that's uh 10 which no sorry i believe it's more i believe it's even like I think it's 12 and a half percent, which um, is a lot compared to what you would get on a traditional like T-bill or on a bond. And, you know, in the long run, 12% compounded, you know, year after year after year, you know, by the time I retire, you know, whatever age 
that may be, ultimately that's going to be a large chunk of money that you're going to get for free, basically. And once that money makes more money, and then you just continue to compound all of that on top of each other, and that's going to help a lot um, in terms of your your path towards financial independence and financial freedom. And I like to comment to that. I, I don't think money is everything. I think that money allows you to have the freedom to do the things that you want to do and to do the things that are going to help you live your highest quality of life. Like I mentioned, nutrition and, and time with family. I mean, those are two of the things that I put the highest priority on. Um, and, and I would say two, maybe three doing things that, you know, you enjoy that are also going to help, you know, improve your quality of life, whether it's, you know, going to a, a sporting event or, you know, taking the time to go on a vacation or, you know, just doing something that that's going to benefit you and, and ultimately a return on investment. And that's, that's the way that I look at my wants versus my needs. And going back to that point, you know, ultimately, I think it's very important to, before you purchase something to understand, okay, what is the return on investment here? What am I getting back? If it's nutrition, it's it's my health is what I'm getting back. If it's family time, it's it's the memories. It's it's and also the health that I'm going to get back from being around my tribe, being around my people. Uh, same thing, you know, with with events and with vacations. You know, it's the the mental health that's asked, the physical health. You know, so I only try and spend my money on things that are going to bring a return on investment. And you know now. You might say, Michael, well, what about, you know, a, a nice pair of shoes? You know, that makes me happy or, you know, going out to the club or, you know, things like that. And and ultimately, for some people, they, they value these things. And by all means, I'm not, I'm not telling people how to spend their money. I'm not telling you what's right and what's wrong. I'm just telling you what I do and how I've, you know, experienced this life in, in a way that I think is, is beneficial. And so ultimately, I, I don't spend my money on anything that I don't think I'm going to get, you know, a return on my investment. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like I own shoes, but you know, I may only buy one pair. And if I do, I'm going to make sure that, you know, I, I get like an older model, you know, I get them on sale or I get them, you know, out of Marshalls or, you know, just things where, you know, if I do have to buy them, I am getting a return on investment. You know, I'm not just buying them to, you know, quote unquote, have clout or, or to flex or, you know, to make, you know, myself appear to have a higher status. You know, and they always say to you, look at, guys like Zuckerberg or Bezos or Elon, you know, they literally wear jeans and and like a white or black t-shirt every day. And it just shows kind of their um, mindsets when it comes to, you know, finances. And these are guys that have, you know, the most money in the world. So going back to what we talked about with, um, you know, interest and, and saving money, I, I think the earlier you can start saving, the more important it is. And, um, saving in general, whether that's saving it in a bank account or, you know, just letting it sit in an investment account. I know that for people that don't understand investing, it can be a little overwhelming and a little tricky. And, you know, that's something that if you guys have individual questions, you can reach out and ultimately try to, um, you know, figure out exactly what your goals are, what your plans are and uh, what you need specifically. But ultimately the way, the best way to learn is just to dive headfirst in. That's, that's the way I learned. Um, I, just, I did some things right. I did some things wrong. Uh, I've, you know, made plenty of mistakes, but also have, uh, you know, got a lot of wins and, and made a lot of money. And I've also lost a lot of money, you know, but these are how you how you learn in your investing game. And so that's that's the first piece of advice that I could give to anyone would just be start start right away. Um, ultimately, it's, it's, it's important that, like I said earlier, the more time that you have, 
the better. And the more opportunities you have to make those mistakes, the more opportunities you have to make that money. Um, and like I said, you know, you don't need to be a technical analyst. You don't need to, you know, know every single little detail about, you know, stocks or how the market works, things like that. It, it's important to learn about it and it's important to, to understand, but ultimately the S and P, you know, the, the, the stock market grows at, I, I believe I want to say roughly it's anywhere from like seven to 12% a year. Um, and, you know, you just want to make sure that as the market's growing, that you're, you're capturing these gains because if not inflation is going to lower your purchasing power kind of as we talked about earlier and if you're not making money off of your money then really you're losing money and you know that's a lot of things that people don't understand is that you know they might not in their accounts see like a loss of money or in their investments you know they might not see a loss uh when it comes to like total gain or loss you know or they might only be making you know two three percent but you you know they they call that nominal return versus real return and so it's important to understand that with inflation and with the way prices are rising so drastically, I mean, we've seen it with gas prices, right? Is that gas prices right now have gone through the roof. Um, and it's just, if you don't basically keep up with inflation and with these rising prices, you're going to be losing money regardless. And a lot of people are scared about, you know, um, you know, potentially going through another depression and, you know, losing all their money and having, you know, the banks, um, you know, have to go bankrupt and, and things like that. But that's why, you know, things in place or things are in place like the FDIC, which, you know, will insure your money. Um, oh, and I will mention quickly that with the crypto uh, kind of, they call it staking, as I mentioned earlier, that is unfortunately not backed um, by the FDIC. So that's something that, you know, if the crypto exchange were to get, were to get hacked or someone were to get your information and transfer the money out or, um, and they have, you know, a lot of really strict rules and things that can help you uh, to try and, you know, mitigate that risk. But ultimately, you know, you're not 100% safe. Uh, so it's important to, you know, just be aware of, of some of the risks that, that you're taking. And, and there's always going to be a risk involved, whether it's getting into a stock or, you know, real estate or, or starting a business or whatever the case may be. But it's important that that, you know, you understand that there are tools available to you to uh, make money off of your money. And like I said, I think that's one of the most powerful things that that you can do and that you can have, because especially, you know, for the younger, for my generation and, and the younger generation coming up. And, you know, even if you're older, too, it's it's never too late to start. You know, you just you want to take advantage of as much time as you have, if possible. So you have that that financial freedom to to do the things that you want to do and to do the things that are going to bring, you know, bring you happiness and, and let you live the highest quality of life. You know, I, I don't really believe in working. I think it's, you want to get to a point where you're doing things that you want to do and the rest will come like this podcast, for example, I, I don't, you know, I'm making sense right now, you know, barely, barely anything. Um, but I love doing it and I enjoy helping people and spreading the right information and helping, you know, give the right information to people. And, and that's all that I'm trying to do. And, you know, I, I've put myself in a financial position to where I can afford to do this and, and not make any money off of it and, and continue to, um, you know, do what I love. And, and this is one of the things that I really do enjoy. And like I said, you know, just spreading the right information. I think that there's, you know, so much misinformation and, you know, the, the infamous term fake news, um, but ultimately, you know, it's all about 
getting as much information as you can and then and then making an opinion for yourself i think that everything in life is is you know you're your own experiment and what works for me might not work for you and might not work for the next person but you know again it's based on you know that that uh hand of cards that you're dealt you know that's gonna that's gonna change and that's gonna vary based on you know what your circumstances and what your uh situation looks like uh so those are you know so some of the things we cover wants and needs um just saving in general making sure that you know we're putting money away and, and we're only really analyzing the wants and needs that that we have um and then also too we talked about money making money again i can't trust the importance of that uh let's see what are, what are some other important things i mean honestly those three topics are kind of the i would say overarching themes when it comes to you know finance and financial literacy and understanding you know kind of some of the some of the basics and then i think you know for me at least all things kind of stem off of that in terms of you know like wants and needs and you know you, that comes down to your expenses which then comes down to budgeting which then comes down to you know weekly income monthly income taxes you know and then it starts to get into the weeds of everything but i think those three pillars um are super important and you know depending on what you guys think of this podcast i think that you know as if you pose more questions you want to get to you know some the more of the nitty-gritty you know talking about like the different indexes you know brokerages that you might want to use or you know what what's the right investments you know what what should i be spending you know my money on in terms of where to eat you know eating out things like that um you know, we can, we can dive into some of that more stuff later or, you know, on another episode, but I will say an example I just had with, with one of my um, teammates, you know, we, we went to the store and he was like, I bought, I bought a thing of grass fed kefir and which by the way, if, if you don't do well with dairy, kefir is a great substitute. Uh, and I think, I think the jug was maybe about, I want to say anywhere from like maybe 16 to 24 ounces, maybe a little bigger, maybe it was like 32, uh, but it was on sale. And I think I spent like four bucks on it or like four fifty, whatever. And, and my friend asked me and he was like, well, hey, like, isn't isn't that like pretty expensive like for that thing? And I was like, yeah, like it's it's not super expensive, but it's also not like cheap. And I was like, and it, and it was funny because we had just been to Dairy Queen and he wanted to get like a blizzard. And I was like, well, how much did you spend on that blizzard? And you could tell it kind of like clicked in his head. He was like, oh, like, you're right. Like you know, I got this, I got this blizzard that's maybe half the amount of, of size, or, you know, half the size of the, the kefir bottle. And also, you know, nowhere near the nutritional uh, quality that you're going to get from the kefir. And he spent more than, than what, you know, than what he had on, on the, or he, sorry, he spent more on the blizzard than what I had spent on the kefir. And so the, you know, there's, there's so many examples of this in, in our day-to-day lives where, you know, we just have to shift our perspectives and be able to understand that, you know, hey, like it might appear to be expensive, but where else in my life am I, you know, spending money unnecessarily? Um, and the other thing I would say too that is important to talk about is credit cards. And this is something that can scare a lot of people because, you know, they're worried about paying, you know, a large percentage of interest. You know, they don't want to borrow money. They don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, and the reason that I thought about credit cards is because, one of the credit cards I use is actually the Amazon credit card from Whole Foods, which will help. Um, not only do you get like the prime benefits, but you also get 5% cash back uh, on every purchase, 
which is great. So yeah, you know, the, the, it, it might only save me a couple cents, you know, here and there based on the item. But, you know, if every time I do shop there, I'm making, you know, uh, quite a lot of money, not, not quite a lot of money, but I'm making money back. And then over the long run, you know, at the end of the year, it's an extra, you know, a hundred, 200 bucks that that's going in your pocket and helping, you know, pay off whatever credit card bill, um, you know, you need to pay off. And again, that just shows I might only be making a couple cents off of each, you know, trip or a couple dollars off of each trip. But it, by the end of the year, that money has, has compounded into, you know, a hundred to $200, which is a hundred to $200 that I didn't have before, you know, and it's a hundred to $200 that I can now go save and invest and, and potentially get a return on that investment. So, um, I currently have two credit cards. One is the discover uh, student one that can help a lot just with, you know, getting approved. You have a small balance, uh, you know, you, you have, you pay 0%, I think, uh, annual fee, you know, no annual fees, they'll match back or they'll, sorry, they'll match whatever cash back you, you have at the end of the year. And they have different, you know, 5% cash back categories on, you know, anywhere from things like gas to groceries, to eating out to, um, you know, Amazon target, all that stuff. And, and you can check, you know, the individual details and then same thing with, and then the second card is the whole foods card that I, or the Amazon whole foods card that I mentioned. And that gives you cash back. I think, I don't know exactly, but it's, it's definitely 5% cash back on Amazon and Whole Foods. And then it gives you, I think like 3% cash back on travel, 2% cash back on like gas stations and other grocery stores. And then I think 1% cash back on like all their purchases. And then that credit limit is a, is a little higher. Um, and so what I like to tell people is that I don't put anything on my credit card that I wouldn't be spending on my debit card anyway. I just use the credit card as a way to make money off of purchases that I'm already using. So, you know, I don't look at my credit limit of a thousand dollars or whatever your credit limit is and say, Oh, Hey, I have, you know, a thousand dollars now, you know, to go spend on a new pair of shoes or to go buy a new computer or, you know, to, I don't know, buy that new piece of clothing or whatever, you know, those, these are things that again, are, are needs or sorry, are wants, not needs. And I only, spend things on my credit card that I need. And I make sure that, you know, if I get near the credit limit, I make sure to pay it off. Um, and I've never borrowed money on my credit card ever because I make sure that I'm in a position to pay off the things that I'm already using. And that's where people run into trouble is ultimately they spend things or they, they spend money on things that they don't necessarily need just because they see this credit line and they say, oh, well, I'll just pay it later, you know, or I'll, 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 I'll you know, pay it when it comes and you don't know, have enough money then, but that, that is a recipe for disaster. And so you want to make sure that um, you only spend the things that you need it on, or you only use your credit card for things you need it on. And in the long run, it's better because you'll start to build up a great credit score. You'll have a long credit history and then that will, you know, set up good habits for things like, you know, and, and I understand when it comes to borrowing money, you know, if you're, if you're buying a car or you're, you're getting a mortgage or something where you need to borrow a large chunk of money, you know, because you do need a car and you do need, you know, housing and a place to live. And so these are things that, you know, if you're paying, you know, two, 3% on a mortgage or something like that, you know, it's, it is a necessity. And so, uh, but it's important because and as the younger you are and the earlier you start building your credit, um, you can then get a, a uh, you know, higher credit score, higher credit rating and, and be able to be approved for, for things like that. And a, a quick uh, anecdote, there was, I believe this, this mom who the second her daughter was born, she like got a parental credit card and everything that she had to buy for her daughter, 
she put it on the daughter's credit card. Um, or like it was basically the parent's credit card, but it was in the daughter's name. And then by the time the daughter turned 18, she had enough credit to be able to, I think, sign off her own, like sign off herself on a uh, like brand new car and, and was able to lease it. And, or sorry, I think either lease or finance it. And this was at 18. And most people don't even apply for a credit card at 18 uh, because, you know, their parents didn't do it or, you know, they, they didn't know how or they go to college, you know, and they, and they need a credit card, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, this is just a perfect example of, you know, some of the benefits that uh, starting early can get you, whether that's money makes money, whether that's building up your credit, whether that's just giving you a long term, you know, an investment horizon. And we're, we're going to make this episode short. I want to talk for, for too long. Um, so you guys don't get bored. And, you know, I know it's a lot of information in, in a short period of time, but, I, you know, I really want to make sure that we have these kind of like tidbits so that you guys, you know, have as much information available out to you to make the best decisions possible. Um, but the one thing, too, that I want to talk about on your returns of your investments, you know, the longer time horizon that you have, the more, I would say, like tolerance for for risk or maybe for losses that that you can afford you know you don't have to be making 30 percent a year on your investments you don't have to be making you know 20 percent. you know you can afford to make you know maybe seven eight nine percent a year and you know be okay in the long run and where you see people mess up is you know they start making some money and then they want more they want more they want more and they want the greed of making you know 30 40 50 percent a year off their investments rather than playing the long game and, and making you know and, it, and it's a marathon it's not a sprint you know you could sprint, you lose all your energy and you lose all your money. Whereas the marathon, you know, you're, you're slowly making that money, um, year after year. And, you know, you'll look down the, the line and, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever your investment horizon is, and you're going to be in a place of financial freedom that can, uh, set you up to do the things you love and whatever that is more power to you. And I hope that this podcast can help you, uh, get started on your journey and, and achieve that. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, let me know your thoughts. If you if you like this, if you want me to maybe try and find a guest to talk some more about finances. Uh, and, you know, maybe we can do some some more episodes like this uh, about, you know, some some more topics that, you know, I have some experience on or uh, you guys, you know, would, would like to hear. So appreciate the time and uh, all the best.